we are going to look in the Gospel of Luke. If you want to look in Luke, we will be looking there today. Luke chapter 11. Um, which I'll get myself. Um, and just to remind you, if you weren't here last week, we are considering how we would be a gifted church. So the idea is, you know, um, when you might come across a musician or a sports person or, or someone and you, you might say, them, oh, they are really gifted, you know, and, and there's qualities about them. We think, yes, I want to be around that person. I want to be like that person because they are gifted in what they do. Um, and so uh, we, I, I believe God is challenging us to be, he wants us to be a gifted church. A gifted church where people would, we would be known for being a church that is gifted in God. Um, and that's not to boast, but that's actually to give glory to him. Because if we're a gifted church, then he is glorified. And particularly as we move into um, uh, working uh, and using Feast as a, a, a sort of vehicle for our outreach, more and more, um, I think God wants to shine through each one of us. Each one of us here in different ways, in different gifted ways, to use us for his glory. Because what we don't want is when people come to feast, our meal, our monthly meal, they come and they say, well, what a lovely bunch of people. How nice. And then go home and think, what a nice bunch of people. I'll see them next month. What we want is for them to encounter Christ in and through each one of us. Not because of us, but because... He has gifted us and is shining in us and, um, and revealing himself in us. So that's what we're talking about. Okay, I've got to start a question before we go to, to Luke, actually. And um, you can talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to ask you, um, are you good at asking for things? Okay, uh, you can have a little think about that. You can talk to your neighbor in a second. And in, uh, in line with that, what is the most outrageous thing that you've asked for? Okay. Have you ever asked for something completely outrageous that you really didn't deserve? But um, or, or, and if you can't answer that, what was the last thing you asked something somebody for? And now you may even be scratching my head. Have I ever asked? So quickly, talk, send to your neighbour and say and 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 chat amongst yourselves. Are you, are you good at asking for things? That may actually give an answer to all the other questions. Because if you're not, then you won't have done the other things. What's the most outrageous thing you've ever asked for? It could be a favour, it could be a help, it could be a gift or whatever, Christmas presents. You may need to go back to childhood and think of that time when you asked for that bike that was really expensive. Um, we should have had Abigail in the room because she's very good at asking for things. Um, uh, and what was the last thing you asked somebody for? Can you, right, you've got two minutes, just clearly there. Okay. 
Right, so I want to show of hands, hands up first of all, who has struggled to answer these questions? I thought you would keep. I know you so well. Graham has struggled. Anyone else? Dennis, you've struggled. Yeah, okay. A few of us have struggled to answer questions. Okay, so come tell me, who, who um, what did I say? What's the first question? Who, who is good at asking? Who's, who's good at asking? I am not very good, but uh, I understand to ask God. Okay. Okay, asking God, all right. And I think it's doing a great job. Okay, <laughs> amen. Because I, I feel, I was very ill yeah. last year, and this year I feel more alive, I feel more optimistic, I start to do some work at HFK, which also helped to come out from house, and I feel that my destiny is changing. And we can see it on your face. I mean, this is what I'm talking about. Yes. You know, it's you're shining. Yes. So that's great. And you asked for that. That's good. Yeah. Good. Anybody else? Oh, come on, guys. Okay. So what's okay? Well, what's the most outrageous thing you've ever asked for, Rose? So I asked my neighbor if I could use his car. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, well done for asking. That's great. Okay, you asked if you could use his car. Okay. That is pretty big. What kind of car was it out of interest? Was it? What, what was his car? His car was, what was it? Was it nice? <laughs> uh, it was a van. Oh, okay. <laughs> a Citroen van. Okay, well, Bolingo. <laughs> okay, well, anybody else? Well, it's outrageous to ask for a hug at work, so I've asked for a hug. Oh, You've asked for a hug? Yeah, that is outrageous sometimes, depending on who you're asking, but yeah. <laughs> Good. Anyone else? I've got a bit, it's a bit of a spiritual one. I, at 10 years' anniversary of our getting married, Dad was saying to me, oh, would you like an eternity ring? And I just said, that's very extravagant. I don't need it. We've got three little children. We don't have much money. We're never going to be able to afford it. And he went, I'm going to ask God for it. So this is a five. And I think in my heart, I went, okay, God, that would be really amazing, but it's not going to happen. Anyway, Daniel's work, they realized they hadn't been paying him on the right banding. And so the exact amount of money came in the month before our wedding anniversary, 10 year wedding anniversary, to, in order to buy this eternity ring that I'm wearing now. Okay. From the shop that I would really want it from, because it's the same as my engagement. And, and to be honest, I just like, mm-hmm. that is a way for God to show he loves me. Because I was like, I don't, I don't need this. This is not something, it's a total gift of love, and that you're precious to me. Yeah. And he gave us the money. Do it. But my husband was very adamant that he had the faith for that, yeah. and I kind of came along on the back thinking. Mm-hmm. I think you hit the nail on the head. I wonder whether we struggle to ask because we actually either say, "I don't really need this," yeah. or, sorry, or we don't deserve it, or actually we are so rich in many ways in the world that we live in that actually we don't really need a lot of stuff. You know, because, and so we don't, we can get by. You know, I mean, you can cope without the ring. 
you know, uh, you know I mean, you'll, you know, life will carry on. It's not like it's going to be, you know. And I wonder whether that being rich in so many ways, we, we therefore don't need to ask because we're quite self-sufficient. Yeah. Um, and, and so we don't ask God for stuff because, well, I, I can cope. Or I don't really need that much mercy or, or grace from God to do the things that I need to do today because actually I've got most of what I need and so I'm all right. You know, I, I can manage. I'm, I can manage my own. We don't want to bother anybody unnecessarily because we're, you know, polite. Very polite. At this conference yesterday, it was funny because Damien would say, the, the guy who was all, uh, running the conference, he, would, he was giving away free books um, at the beginning of the conference and, he, and, and afterwards. So he basically, he would just say, any, anybody who's, a, a, any man, men here who haven't got my book? And a few people politely put their hands up and a couple of guys, they walked up to the front and then the first person got the book. The ladies clicked on, cottoned on. Any ladies here who haven't got my book? And they literally was a sprinting race. For, and, to, and, and if Louise had been there, you would have... It would have been like snatching out of the hands and she would have been wrestling. There was two ladies like this. They would have been wrestling on the floor. And, um, and he, but he said, have you noticed all the, all the, all the, the people that are coloured people, he said. They kind of like, yeah, yeah, I'll have it, I'll have it. There's all the white people are kind of, mm, well, maybe like this. And we're kind of, we're over polite, you know, because we, we have so much. And I think, you know, I wonder whether there's a lesson. Jesus says, blessed are those who are poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Why are they blessed? Because they know they need to ask. They know they have that poverty, and if they don't ask, um, it's the end of me. And, and I think sometimes we are too rich in many ways to, to actually get to that point where we need to ask. Um, and so, yeah... So there we go. So last week um, we talked about the Holy Spirit and, and I said, I mean, have we become a church getting used to being a church without the Holy Spirit? Because in the end of the day, we've got musicians here, we've got people who can talk, we've got people who can give testimonies, uh, we, can, we can do these things. Can we just manage without actually being inspired by the Spirit? And, and I'll, I'll, here's a challenge, you don't have to put your hands up for this, but have we waited on the Holy Spirit this week, which was last week's message? Have we waited on the Holy Spirit and asked God to give us more of his spirit? You can ask that question in yourself. Have we prayed for the pastor to be filled with the spirit this week so that when he speaks, it is spirit speaking? Have we prayed that? Have we prayed that he would guide our prayers? Have we prayed that he would fill our worship? Have we prayed that he would empower our reach? I'll, I'll leave that with you. If, you're, if not... Don't feel too bad because you're probably not alone because I think we just get used to doing all this stuff without his help. Because we can do it, on the whole. It becomes a bit of a habit. But I want to encourage you to ask for more of the Spirit in your life because then stuff starts to happen and the things like Cherry bringing what she brought and so that it makes this testimony, this wonderful testimony we've heard happen more of a regular occurrence. I've been talking to various people about this this week and they've all used the word we want to be naturally supernatural. Naturally supernatural. So in our everyday lives, we hear from God, we're walking with God, we're empowered by God and the things we do, the things that we say are more supernatural. 
And I'm sure actually, Elsa, your testimony is this, this is not something that has happened very easily and naturally, but this is something that is divine as going on. I can tell that just by the... I, yeah, I can tell it. And that's great. That is God at work. And that is, that's wonderful. Because um, the d- danger is we walk in this sort of sleepwalking really into in self-sufficiency saying, I, I, I can manage. I can get by. I can get by like Bryony. I, I can manage. We can do 10 years of marriage. I don't need the ring. We'll be all right. We'll still love each other. And, but there was, God wanted to do something more. Um, how are we at asking? It's interesting, Charlene in her testimony said, you know, Gavin, what's his name, Gavin? And, and then God says, well, well why didn't you ask? <laughs> you know, and often the time is, well, why didn't you ask? God says that, why didn't you ask? <coughs> we want something, why don't you ask? Anyway, let's read this. Luke chapter 11 says, one day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us and lead us not into temptation. Then Jesus said to them, suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine has come on a journey and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find it. Knock. And the door will be opened for everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of your fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Jesus asked the question, teach us how to pray. And here we have the shortened version of the Lord's Prayer. So it's sometimes quite difficult to read that because you slip into the, the longer version that we know more familiar with. But part of that, Jesus says, pray, give us this day our daily bread. That seems a quite small thing to ask, really, doesn't it? You know, I mean, how many of us pray honestly each day Lord give me this day my daily bread in the sense that if we didn't we wouldn't get any lunch probably not I mean I'm looking around at most of us we're alright yeah there's food in the fridge and it's a small thing to ask really not that necessary for most of us and again the poor in spirit have a lot to teach us dependence on God I think we can still pray even if there's food in our fridge I think we can still pray it yeah. So there's part, there's the, the, he, he teaches that prayer. And then he goes on to tell a short story, Jesus. And I want you to put yourself in that short story that we have from verse 5 onwards. Put yourself in the story. And, and, and imagine yourself, because here's a situation, somebody's knocking on the door, a bit like Rose, can I borrow your car? <laughs> Except unlike Rose, this is the middle of the night. Um, you know, I don't know, maybe you did do it in the middle of the night. But, uh, <laughs> um, you know... 
Have you ever had someone come and ask you for something at an inconvenient time? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes, we have children, so yes, that happens as a, on a regular basis. Have you ever been bold um, to, 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 to do that at that unsociable hour yourself? Have you ever, you know, you're in that really needing position. I remember actually it was when Abigail, Louise was, had gone into labour in the middle of the night and our neighbours had said, yeah, it's fine, just knock on the door um, uh, if, if you need to and we can look after Ella and... and so it was about 7.30 in the morning. We had to go off to hospital. And I'm knocking on the neighbour's door. No reply. <laughs> I'm knocking on the neighbour's door. Other neighbours. No reply. It's like, okay, well, this has worked out really well. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, I don't know whether they sleep like me with earplugs in, but, yeah. So put yourself in this story. A friend goes to another friend and asks for food because another friend has turned up at midnight. What friends do that? What kind of friend is that? Um, and read yourself, put yourself in that story. How do you, do you feel? There's lots of friends here. I'm guessing if they're f- the, the friend calling on the friend at midnight and he has another friend who's coming at midnight, did the friend who he called on, did they, did they all know each other? I don't know. I don't know. But Jesus puts us in the position of the asking friend. He says, suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and ask him for some bread because one of your other friends has turned up. Put yourself in that position. Does that make you feel uncomfortable? I'm guessing for some of us who can't even remember the last time we asked for anything. Probably does. We've got a friend. We, we have another friend. who he, he comes at midnight and he expects to be fed. That's, that's a strange one. But that's cultural for that, that time. And maybe if, if somebody were to turn up at midnight in our house, you'd probably think, well, we'll just wait to breakfast. Yeah? They don't need food now. They can cope. They're not going to die. You know, we'll wait to breakfast and we'll, we'll, we'll catch up then. I can probably pop down to Tesco's, get a loaf of bread then, you know. Shops will be open. It can wait. I can handle this myself. We'll keep it self-sufficient. We'll keep it contained. We won't, you know, stretch out. We won't make it inconvenient for anybody else. But actually, Jesus says, no. You're the one. You're the one that has to go knocking on the door at midnight and get some food. Because then you can enjoy yourself with your friend, stay up late, have a chat, you know, have a chinwag. (coughs) So Jesus makes you that bold friend in the story. And so you knock on the door, and the reaction you get is, don't you know what time it is? <laughs> you know, I can just imagine in the story, the guy's leaning out the window, pyjamas on, one of those old sort of... Wee willy winky hats, thank you, that's it, you know. <coughs> Bleary-eyed, groggy, slightly annoyed. You know, leave me alone, don't bother me, do you even see the time? Door's locked, the kids are in bed, shh. I'm in bed. My wife hasn't got any clothes on, you know? My hair's a mess. This is just the wrong time. I can't get you up to it. That really tests a friendship, doesn't it? Yeah, that kind of thing tests a friendship. You know, or maybe you might shout out the window, look, I'll sort something out in the morning, but come back later. And, and Jesus says, 
This kind of scenario generates a response that goes beyond friendship. He says it's not really about the relationship. Actually, we've gone beyond the relationship. He's not going to give you anything because you're friends. He's not going to do it that. But it's actually, he's going to give it because you've asked and you're obviously in need at that moment. Because you have been offensively bold. That's what the translation, if you can translate those words, um, it was a shameless audacity. You can, that's offensively bold. The fact that he's woken somebody up and expects somebody else to get out of bed and give them three loaves. That's either rude or it's just very confident or very bold or very presumptuous. Whatever it is, that's what gets the response. And I imagine that at that moment, he's like, oh, yeah, well, take whatever you need. Three loaves. Do you want some wine to go with it? I'll give you some cheese. You know, you know have some chocolates. Just take it. I'll go back to bed. You know? Now, I wonder if we've ever asked for anything in that way. Ever we've been bold, we've been shameless. I need this. Even though we don't deserve it. We should try it. Now I'm going to get complaints. Do you know what? You preached this. And then I had so-and-so ring me up and say, well, I'm practicing what the pastor preached. And, and it was at 1.30 in the morning. And uh, yeah, can you give me a lift home from London or something? You know, but we should try it. It's a spiritual exercise. Try it with God. It's good job, my own. It goes silent. Um, we need to... We, but in seriousness, we need to be practicing being poor in spirit. That, which says, I can't do all this. I need God. Ultimately. That's what this, this object lesson is about. And so Jesus is saying, do not be shy. <coughs> ask God. Ask Father. Don't hold back. If you ask for the Holy Spirit, what's God going to do? He's like, well, I'm in bed. You know, it's a bit late. It's a bit late in your life to be asking for the Holy Spirit. I mean, so maybe some of us feel like that, right? <laughs> you know, we get to a certain age, you think, well, I've been a Christian a while. It's a bit late now to be asking God for the Holy Spirit. You know, he's probably done his thing with me, you know. <sighs> no, don't hold back. Ask Father. If you ask for the Holy Spirit, Father God will give you much more than any friend here on earth will give. Any, much more than any father will give. Jesus is encouraging us to ask big. Maybe you should hang around with our children a bit more, particularly Abigail, right? You know, just kind of, <laughs> you know, then you will learn how to ask for things. Uh, then you will learn how to, to be confident and just say, can I have that? Abigail has a way of saying, can I have a biscuit? And we'll say no, because we're good biblical examples. And then she'll say, can I have two biscuits? <laughs> And then you end up thinking no. And then she goes, well, can I just have a biscuit then? And then you think, okay. And you end up sometimes giving her more than she asked in the first place. But she's good at that. She's good at that. We need to be like that. With God. Father, I need your spirit. And so I want to just encourage us. You, you know, there's another verse we're going to look at this in the next few weeks. It says, eagerly desire gifts of the spirit. How many of us eagerly desire those gifts of the Spirit? It's like, well, or we're a bit like Charmaine with her, her puzzle. Like, well, what's this name mean? Well, have you asked me? Oh, oh, I can ask. Oh, I'll ask. Oh, right, we start to get an answer. And what a great answer it was. But same with those gifts of the Spirit. 
oh, well, if you want to give them to me, I'll just wait and just see if they arrive at Christmas. Or do we say, God, I would love to prophesy. That's what Cherry did. I think she needs to do it more. I'm going to encourage her to do that. But, you know, I would love to see someone healed. I would love to see someone's life changed because I've spoken to them and I've spoken in the power of the Spirit and I had a word of knowledge for them and it changed their life. Are we okay to ask God for those things? Are we, are we bold enough? Or do we feel as though we can actually go and knock on his door at midnight and go, I, I need some stuff? Because what will God do? He's generous. He's not like your neighbour, Rose. He's not like us when Abigail asks for biscuits. He's generous. He gives. He gives. So what does Jesus say? How much more will our Father in Heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? So I want to ask, do you want the Holy Spirit? A few people are kind of going... I mean, if I had the Holy Spirit here in a, in a, a book form, like the guy yesterday at the conference, and if I said, who wants to get it? You know, I'm going to give this out. Are you ready to get up and jump out of the seat and go, okay, and fight Louise for it, because you'll end up fighting Louise for most things of this kind of nature, if she's not falling asleep. Um, are we, do we want the Holy Spirit? Do we want more of the Holy Spirit? Do we want more of God? Yes. We're starting yes. to stir some of us awake. Yeah. I'm going to leave that question with you. But I want us to... We can just, I'm just going to ask God for that now. But I want us to also just to do another thing. I want, if you can do this, and don't do this if you can't do this, but I would like us to commit to pray for certain parts of our church for more of the Holy Spirit. So I'd like for some of us to pray for Job Club. I don't want to just carry on doing a job club and people think, oh, a lovely Wendy, Reg, Richard, they're lovely people, they do job club. Isn't that nice? But I'd love us to be empowered by the Spirit so that just out of the blue we go, oh, this... Whether it's something... I, I know we need to search this website now because there's a job there. Or you need to go and call this person now because... Or I know something about you because God has given it to me. So I, I'd like... If, if you can commit to pray for Job Club regularly for the more of the Spirit, then I'd like you to consider doing that. Same for Cap. Daniel goes out and does visits all day, every day. And I'd love to see the Spirit moving through what he's doing, through him and his befrienders. So I don't know whether people pray for Cap regularly at our, our Cap Centre. I'd like us to commit to that. Same with Food Bank. Same with our feast meals. Same for our Sundays. How many people of us, including myself, say, Lord, we need more of your spirit this Sunday? Yeah? So, are there people that can commit to that? I need another person with a gift of administration. I'm not going to ask Emma because Emma has this gift and we need other people to grow in this. Can somebody coordinate this? First of all, there's the first question. Will somebody hold people to account? Can somebody coordinate this? Yes, Sheila. Thank you. Okay. So... See Sheila afterwards, because if you will commit to one of those things. Yeah? If you think, oh, it's a nice idea, but I'm useless at this, then, then don't commit to it. But if you can, then that'd be great. Joe, I'm going to pray now. If you could maybe, if we're just going to just have a moment of um, quiet. Can we bring it to the 
Joseph, you're wonderful. What have you made? Can you come show me later? I'll see you in a minute, yeah? I'm just going to pray now. And I'm just going to ask, come Holy Spirit. That's all I'm going to ask. And I want you to pray inside to ask the Father yourself. Because this is not about me asking, this is not about, but it's just, do you want more of the Spirit? Are you bold enough to say to him, yeah, I'm going to knock on your door, Father, and I'm going to ask for the Holy Spirit. Is that all right? Okay, I'll take that as a yes. A few people kind of politely said yes. So let's pray. Come Holy Spirit. Father, we come boldly to you as Jesus, you taught us to do. And we come to you, Father, and pray. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. We need your power in our lives. We don't want to be just an ordinary group of people, but we want to be your church filled with power from on high. We want to be your church empowered and emboldened to do things that we can't do or say or think or work ourselves. There's a whole lot of things we're all right with doing. We are rich in many ways and we're grateful for those things and we pray continue to empower those things but there's a whole lot of stuff. We ask, Lord, we need you. And so I pray Send your spirit on us. Send your spirit on us. Send your spirit on us. We thank you that you're a generous God. Forgive us for our self-sufficient, overly rich, overly we've got it all already ways. And we pray, let us be poor in spirit and say we need you. We need you. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. And so I encourage you right now, just as we're still and we're quiet, see how bold you can be in your asking. Just before, between you and God, just call out to him and how bold can you be in your asking.